Welcome to a very festive episode of All Talk FC. Allardyce in and Billich is out. Arteta is in, but should he be out? Ole is in. Will he go out? And we're going to look at all the other games from the weekend. Let's go! I think I might do some editing for the first time ever in about a year and a half. What what just happened there, Chris? It's like <laughs> uh, I, I was I was distracted by um by watching two different sporting activities. I've got uh, the Villa um, West Bromwich game going on, and I've also got NFL Red Zone. So there you go. That's my fault. So my I should be focusing on the pod, but there you go. Well, it's for the obviously. Yeah, I know, I know. So Dan, VAR, good or bad? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no, Love it. Um, I don't know. Do you know what? We haven't done this for a couple of weeks, and now the games are coming in thick and fast. Um, there's a lot in me that just wants to avoid the Arsenal talk, but can we? Let's start with Man United. Where Let's win? Man United. That's a great place to start. What, what a game. What a um, game. No, do you know what? It's very easy uh, to win a game against a team that I've been saying is going to get re- relegated all year round, and I think Leeds showed that. I think the thing, by the way, can I just say, talking, you know, we're just about not about to talk about VAR. Villa clearly should have just had a red card for doing exactly the same thing 10 minutes ago. VAR gave a red card for and they've given nothing. Anyway, yeah. uh, yeah. United. Um, the thing with Leeds is. Uh, I, I was, Overrated, right? No, if, well, look, if you're a promoted side, right? If you're West Brom, you're Fulham, you're one of those teams down the bottom. Would you would rather you go and win? 5-0 one week, lose 6-0 another week, or 3-3 another week. Or would you rather scrape a couple of nil-nils, lose one nil here and there, maybe win a game here and there? Like, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, you'd want to, you'd much rather be a Leeds fan than any of those others. And yeah. they're not going to win the league. But yeah, but that, that's fair, Dan. There's chance of staying up than the others because they're going for it. They're trying to score goals. Yeah, but that's fair, Dan. But what, what my issue is, is that even people like yourself and a lot of uh, pundits out there, when Leeds first came up, they were like, oh, Leeds, they, they, the first game of the season, oh, they'll definitely be top half of the table, top seven, they'll be challenging for the top four. No one said they were going to win the league, but talking as if they're going to be up there with with um, like the new version of Wolves or be up there top seven, top eight. Is it, uh, the way that they play just isn't really conducive to that. They're like a sieve. Yeah, they are. They are naive. I think I said that earlier in my message, didn't I? They, they are pretty naive in defence, but then that's, they don't care. They just play the same against every single... You concede six goals, Danny. You concede six goals. I think you'd care about it. Well, yeah, yeah, but you say that. Like, literally, what, four or five weeks ago, six weeks ago, Liverpool were conceding seven goals against Villa. Like, this just this season's a bit bonkers. And they won 5-2 last week. Like, Yes, they, United played really well. They played into United hands. Like it couldn't have been a better game for us because it's exactly how United want to play, which is on the break against a team that. And they're just you know because they man mark. You only need a couple of players to be up for it, like Matomane was today, and just break the lines every time. So, I think they've come up against just a better team um, that knew how to play against them. But they will win. They will win more games than they lose probably, and that's why they'll stay up. Whereas. There is probably a handful, maybe six, seven other teams, who will happily draw 
when Leeds will try and win. And the problem is, if you you can, if you win one and lose two, that's better than drawing. Well, the same as drawing all three, right? So they'd much rather just win one out of three every time, and you end up with more points. Mark, was that was that was that up there as one of the most boring second halves <laughs> I've ever seen? What of Danny's analysis? <laughs> no, I, I, I just I figured um, where I clearly get got Bielsa totally wrong was that he should have. I just presumed Man United would save themselves and be like, okay, we're four one up, like let's save ourselves, uh, like a bit like Liverpool did in uh, against Palace for the last thirty minutes, and it was just like just sort of individual players wanting to get on the score sheet was the reason why Liverpool got a few more goals. Um, so I was expecting a second half where both teams were like, OK, we've got a busy Christmas period, let's write it off. But no, they still went for it. So, Well, I don't, it... Think Man, I don't think Man United really even expelled that much scoring that many goals or trying. Obviously, they were getting a, a good number of shots going. But I don't know. Like... It does, yeah. The thing with United that annoys me is that we're just not... It sounds stupid saying we scored we scored six and we're not clinical, but we're not. Yeah, so what's it? Thir- thirty-eight shots, thirty-eight shots or something like that. One forty-one shots. Forty-one. That must be a record. I don't know. Um, but yeah, what what did we have? Seven. Well, I don't even trust the stats because they're saying we had seven big chances and we we scored six of them. That's a load of crap. I, <laughs> I know we've definitely missed a few more big ones. Yeah, I mean, Martial should have had a hat-trick. He missed loads. Yeah. So I don't know who, who decides what's a big chance. Um, the stats are ridiculous, though. You look at the stats, there's actually there's more than 41. Uh, there was 43 shots. Eight, uh, 17 of them were on target. There was 24 corners. 24 corners mm. <laughs> in a game. It's just ridiculous. There's only six fouls. Yeah, 17. If I, if I bet on corners, there'd be none. So, 24, I mean, just ridiculous. And ironically, Leeds had 60% possession somehow. Uh, don't even talk about possession. I'm sick and tired of Leeds, it. Leeds have had um, more than 50% possession in every game this season, they're saying. It's yeah. because they just play, they play out the back. So, yeah, it just... Well, it's because they're all so comfortable on the ball. They just don't lose the ball. When they the, the thing is, they'll all happily pass it around and then they'll try some ridiculous long-range pass or raking ball or something, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't, and that's what we'll, they'll eventually lose possession on. But they're so good at just keeping the ball because they can all pass. They can all take the ball. It all comes down to whether the team wants. So someone like United would have wanted leads on the ball so it actually plays into their hands. So it's like, okay, you have the ball, play out the back, bring your defence up. And then when Man United get the ball, they try and get in behind within two passes. So, yeah, it's like Leeds, the first five minutes, Leeds probably had 70, 80% possession, but we're 2 0 down. It's like. It... Well, that's the interesting thing about the game is that I think, I think obviously Man United benefited from two early goals, which is a bit of a, I mean, it is a bit of an anomaly. I mean, you know, the two quickest goals in Premier League history, which kind of opened the game up for them and probably gave McTominay. A lot of confidence to play, but Premier League for me, history, sorry, Premier League history. Did you say is the two quickest goals in Premier League history? Like he got two goals in three minutes. As in, no team's gone two 0 up. Quickly. Oh, in three minutes. Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. That's a good stat. Yeah, thank you. Um, but obviously that opened up the game for Man United. But 
like you said, it's a bit weird, Mark, saying that they scored six goals, but they're not clinical. For me, they scored six goals. And obviously, they played really, really well. But I don't know if they... Yeah, I don't know how much they outplayed Leeds, except for Leeds just kind of, one, being a bit open and susceptible to counter-attacks. And two, McTominay just... I mean, he looked about... That was about as good a midfielder performance that I've seen in a long time. He just... I mean, if he was to play like that week in, week out, you'd be saying he's one of the best midfielders in the world. When you've got someone that's just going to take the game like that. And for some reason, Leeds are just so open within midfield for it looked like anyone can take over. That's because they play man-to-man. So they play 11 or 10 players, man-mark. Yeah, so it's funny that because they didn't even track a lot of the runners that were coming from midfield. That's, so. that's why they, they, that's what they got caught. The whole system relies so much on every single player being good enough and being better than their, their opposite number. And McTominay just outdid his opposite number today. I don't think, I think Click didn't have a great game. He was basically who he was up against. That's why he just kept finding. Do you think, Dan, would you say it didn't click for him today? It did not click today, no. Well, the thing with Man United as well, you look at the uh, the uh, Manchester derby and then like look at next week, you wouldn't be surprised if Man United were just to go on and have like a horrible looking performance and draw or lose. Well, it's funny you say that. They're in the early kickoff against Le- away at Leicester. Oh, dear. dear me. There you go. Oh. Yeah. But it's weird because we, we tend to be a. Alright against the bigger teams. Like I was I was fearing the worst against Man City, to be honest. Yeah. And um yeah, I like I think we had spoke just before the City game about uh I think it was Chris said you were saying that take a, a draw against Tottenham for Arsenal wasn't a good result. And I was like, I was before the game I said I'll take a draw against City. But then strangely against bigger teams we do we do okay. It's We've it's the games that we record. should win. We've got a really good record against City. Oli's got a really good record against the big teams. Yeah, it's Chelsea against City. Uh, he's, he's done really well. But, you, but it, go on, Mark. Sorry, I was going to say, we're, we're now sort of like touching distance of top. So it's like, this is normally when, when we start to fall apart. When you're like, ah, oh, finally, we've won X amount of games in a row, unbeaten for a while. Oh, if we win our two games in hand, we're just behind Liverpool. We're, we're due to, to lose. <laughs> we've won every away game so far yeah and until today we had quite a poor home home record we yeah. couldn't score but now now six is, goals in one game just the thing, with Man United, the thing with Man United as well like on paper they shouldn't really have an issue with depth either they do have a, a squad that should have enough players to kind of fill in and fill out and roll in during like this busy period as well but you're bringing in I mean you brought on uh, Whatever it was, five, six, two up, six, one up. He brought on uh, Valley oh, yeah. Gavani. To, like, you've got, uh, there, there's good enough. You've got Matter on the bench. There's enough squad depth. Um, yeah. Well, you look at the players he didn't bring off the bench today Greenwood, Matter, Matic, and Pogba. Yeah, exactly. Look at that strength. That's crazy. Yeah. Did you um, look at Arsenal's bench? Oh, <laughs> Do we have to? Dearie me. I have to, uh, you know what? I've I've got whenever Arsenal play, basically, because they always lose now. And I've really enjoyed. There's a guy on Twitter, I can't remember who it is, who always posts clips of the uh, Arsenal TV. So you know how they all sit in their separate chairs now. Yeah, and like, oh, it's just so entertaining. They're just so furious at life. It's just what are they doing to themselves? I don't know why they're putting themselves through it. They're just they're just so angry though. They don't even know what to be angry about. They're, they're like, one of them shouting about Arteta, the other one's arguing with him, it's not Arteta, the one's shouting about his players, he's shouting out it's not players. They don't even know what to argue about anymore. They're just furious. It is really entertaining. 
you know, that, you should. I, 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 Arsenal fan TV. It was when I saw, uh, was it an away game at Tottenham, and the guy had the camera pointed at him, like it was almost like perched on the seat in front, just filming him watch the game. And I was like, this, that's a joke. Like, I would never want someone to see me watching Man United. I'd be swearing in all sorts, just like, but not for entertainment, just because you you do spend a lot of the game pissed off. So the fact they filmed themselves watching TV, watching the game. It is funny, though. It is funny to watch. But, I mean, I do... I wonder how many of them will um, continue once Arsenal win the championship, though. <laughs> uh, well, you see Troops. He's um, he's in America now, isn't he? He's with Barstool Sports. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, massive. That's massive. I just seen that the other day with the, um, the, uh, the, the midget or whatever his name is. The, 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 the guy with the dreadlock. The what? He's like a midget. Uh, troops small, and small guy, small yeah. man. What's his name? Small guy. Uh, I the guy who did the boxing match. No, nah, I don't think it was him. It was someone else. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's, he's living in New York now, making it big, being a dickhead still. So tell us, Chris, what is wrong with Arsenal right now? Um, what is wrong with Arsenal? Tell us what's right. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I don't know. For me, I think it is. It's, it, it has to be something to do with. The, the infrastructure that Arsenal have, which doesn't inspire the players to want to play for the club. And then you, and then on top of that, you've got a manager that just can't inspire them to play for themselves or has the sort of tactical nous to, to kind of instill anything that, that, that would be, you know, conducive as a good club. Like for me, it was really revealing watching them against Southampton. You look at Southampton and obviously Southampton are a legitimate team this year, but they... <laughs> They just looked sharp. They looked quick. They were playing triangles. They were get, moving the ball around. They knew exactly what they were doing. They were putting effort in. When you have now pundits just talking about players' efforts and saying, oh, look at them. They're not tracking back. They're not looking around. Like, for me, that's that's not a sign of bad coaching necessarily. That's just a sign of just, just disinterest, not wanting to play anymore. And I think you see that when you're out there. The young players, when they come and they look like they want to do it, but that's because they're young. They're probably too... They're too, you know, um, they're too green to kind of, re- that, you know, they want to make a statement for themselves. But you look at Aubameyang and his hair, like he just needs a new haircut. Maybe he might give him some life. Uh, you look at the centre-backs, you look at Bellerin, uh, you look at Xhaka, it's just, there's just no, no effort, you know. And it's even got to the point when everyone's saying we need to get Ozil back because we're not creating enough chances. For me, I, I, look, I've, I forgot about Ozil a long time ago. He's not needed. For, for, for the club to move forward as a whole. Maybe it'll be a short-term fix, potentially. But that was like, that's why I was up, I, I was against uh, the signing for William, because it's a short-term uh, solution to a long-term problem. This isn't, this is something that is systematically wrong with the club. And I'm, I won't know it intimately because I'm not there, but I don't know. I have, I, it's, it's just so hard to say. It's just hard to say. Would you stick with Arteta then? No, God, no. God, no. Really? I, th- I think he should stay for the rest of the season because I don't like, uh, you know, you got to give a guy, um, you have to give a manager at least one full season, but absolutely not. And that's not, that that isn't even for me necessarily an, an indictment on Arteta on who he is or what he could be. But he might, he is just too, he's just too, too, um, too fresh as a manager. Arsenal isn't a learner club. You go to, you go to Brighton's, you go to Fulham's potentially, you go to some championship clubs to, to, to kind of earn those stripes and learn your your craft. You don't go to Arsenal for that. It, 
the problem's too big for him. Uh, you know, if uh, Mourinho went there, he would probably have a better chance of doing something a bit better because he's a big manager who's managed big clubs year in, year out. He understands how to influence his personality and changes. You, you know, if you were to look at someone like Ancelotti or just, just some of these older guys that have been doing it for ages, but Arteta is just just too, just too uh, I don't know, too young. Yeah, but there's a, a, there's a young um, manager in the championship who's unbeaten since becoming a manager. So maybe Arsenal should take Wayne Rooney in as, as their, new, their new guy. So, uh, yeah, oh, they've not lost a match yet. Yeah, you're the happy Watford to get another Rooney, another Rooney at your club? Well, the, the Watford manager who, um, who won Manager of the Month, who just got sacked yesterday. Yeah. Well, but this is it. This is what I said. Like, you know, Arteta probably should have had some experience at another club before he went to Arsenal because he probably didn't even know what he was getting himself into. I, well, he must have because the hey. thing came out this year about um, Fred. Oh, uh, oh, that is the red card. I was like, what? Oh, it's just showing it. Um, the, but the thing came out this week about Freddie Jumberg last year giving Arsenal a warning saying that basically that group of players are. are he basically Jumberg said it doesn't matter what Arteta does because the group of players are going to cost him. So uh, that's it probably looking. I found it weird that Jumberg took the interim job and then just after every match was like, I don't want to be manager. I don't want to be manager. And I think Jumberg spotted in that group of players like the problems already. So there is an element of like. <clears throat> The, the one thing is that Arteta seems to have just hung Ozo out to dry, but maybe he should have. There's probably a few more that um, he should have. And like his love hate relationship with Lacazette seems a bit odd. And he seems to have lost a few people with his uh, preferential treatment of William. It just seems a bad group. And like, I'd be interested. I wonder if, um, I wonder if the, the whole Xhaka saga kind of plays into that as well because you can imagine that the players wouldn't have wanted to see Xhaka kind of be prevalent showing that kind of attitude again and he you know he's back at the club like he did absolutely nothing the guy should be on the bench the same with Ozil yeah I squads like uh, for whatever reason there's just no effort the, uh, so some of the stats I saw today was just mind-boggling like the the average shots per game the, the two people Gabriel Defender averages one and a half shots per game, and that's more than any player in your team this season. And then yeah. I think next was Saka, which was just under one. All your strike, like we're talking Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Ketchul, are averaging h- half or less a shot a game. And they're just not shooting. We saw it yesterday. There's just no effort at all. They're not running back. They're not tracking. There's no nothing. Uh, it's just there's so much wrong. Williams had one shot on goal since he joined Arsenal. He's had one shot since he's joined Arsenal. Can you believe that? And that was in the first game you yeah, played. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that stat because uh, someone tweeted, give give Sky Sports stats a, a pay rise because uh, they showed four stats they did for Arsenal. And it was like, one was when William got subbed, it was like one shot on target in his 11 Premier League games. You're like, yeah. and this guy takes every free kick. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, come on. Yeah, like... It's everything. He's meant to be your best player. Like, what is going on? How is that possible? No wonder you're not scoring goals. You've got no one shooting. Yeah, it's it is it's just such a sad state of affairs. Because I mean, like when you guys lost 
Alex Ferguson. You had bad periods, but it was never this bad. And since, since Wenger's gone, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And it's just such a, you know, you'd like to think they would have had some foresight to at least bring in a manager that that might have a better impact than than the last two that they've had. But after a spell like this, if Arsenal were fucking bottom dwellers, who the fuck would want to go to Arsenal? There'll always be people who'll go for money for the big stadium for the like to be the one that turns it around. You'll always get them. But yeah, you obviously you're not going to be in Champions League after a few more years of not being in the Champions League. Then you start losing your sponsors and start. You know, then it starts becoming a problem. But no, no one will visit Rwanda anymore. What's that? Yeah, no one will visit Rwanda anymore. Well, exactly. I heard, I heard Rwanda's uh, petitioning to get it removed from the, from the Arsenal top. <laughs> Hashtag yeah, yeah. Rwanda, not forever. Yeah, they're taking Ellen Road. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a bad time for Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. But the problem is it's going to take a, a lot of money to uh, to sort it out. And there's definitely that those guys who, uh, what was it there? Not the head of recruitment, but whatever, the, the guy from Arsenal who was being yeah, investigated and left. And it's like, you start looking at David Luiz, Willie, and, and a lot of these Brazilian signings that they've paid massively over the, the top four. There's just too much corruption in, in the actual Arsenal like hierarchy. So Maybe. The thing with... Uh, the, the, the biggest thing for me that I just can't stand is you went and bought... Like, season two seasons ago, you went and bought Saliba for £30 million. Everyone's going, OK, it's a 17-year-old... In France, they're talking about him being like the you know the next round. He's going to be a big deal. Great, you buy him and then fine, send him back on loan. That's all good. So you send him back on loan for a season. Start of this season, then talking him up, going okay, he's now going to start. Doesn't get registered for the league. Well, the paperwork goes wrong, so he doesn't get loaned out in time. He's now completely frozen out. He's obviously now bad mouthing Arsenal on Twitter. Like what a fucking mess. And he's still getting to get called up for the France squad. They still rate him as one of the highest rated. <laughs> young French defenders and the whole that, that whole thing is such a mess how can that happen yeah if they're playing a lot of the young players and he can't get a look in so yeah I don't know what happened there but that isn't good either but yeah I don't know what what constitutes looking better getting better I have no idea I mean they're hanging their hat on, on players like Saka and Tierney doing it week in week out and you can't be looking at your teenagers to do that that is your shining light I have to say Saka and Tierney on the left wing. I think, they, I don't know if you watched Match of the Day yesterday, they point, uh, Genus, Genus is, is normally pretty bad, but there's two or three points this season he's pulled up a couple of interesting ones and I think this was one of them, which was Tierney and Saka, the two that actually look like they know what they're doing, they've got a chance, they're actually good and they're trying. But as you said, two people can't carry the team on their own when the rest are doing so little. And also it's too easy to defend against when you know it's all coming down the left. But mm. they are the, the shining light. You've just got to hope that some of the others pull their finger out, really. Did um, Spurs get found out today? Uh, yeah, they were, they were really bad today. I thought they were really yeah. bad. Who, who do we think Mourinho is going to turn on? Which player? Gonna, <laughs> I was gonna... thinking about that. He's already turned on Ndombele a couple of times, so I, I do worry for him. Uh, he's fragile, but I think Lo Celso, he's had it easy. He's not had any shit from Mourinho yet. Both, both of those subbed, subbed quite early, so... Yeah, um, you might be right. He's going to... Because the thing is, when it's all going right and they're top of the league, he doesn't say anything. Yeah. He doesn't praise players. But when it starts going wrong, he'll start telling you who he thinks is the one causing it. 
Yeah, he proper rips into players, and that's how he starts to lose things, isn't it? So hopefully we're starting to see it starting, just the cracks. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're having a better season than I thought they would. It's just a weird season. You know, you've got Everton and uh, Southampton and up, up there, you've got United, just who, by all accounts, has not had a great season. The two going to be two points off the top. So it's anyone's Premier League this year, really is. Well, after after Liverpool, it's anyone's, yeah. Well, no, I, st- I, look, I know they I know they smashed Palace seven 0 fine. They look good, and they only just beat Spurs. Like, don't forget, it took a ninety third minute header to beat Spurs. They only just beat them, and if they hadn't done that, United would have a game in hand to go top of the league. So I don't think they're and they're not whitewashing the league just because they battered Palace. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're going to be whitewashing, but it's like they they they're one of the few teams that I think actually have a style of play and they can implement that onto other teams. I think Spurs and Mourinho has a style of play. The problem is is that that can only work so far, isn't it? When you're when you're just trying to hold on to keep one goal and two goal leads, or you know, it's 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 very difficult to kind of hold out when you've scored those in the first few minutes. Whereas Liverpool look like they're still trying to score in there. You know, as long as they, it sounds dumb, as long as they score more goals than they concede, then they're going to win. And they're very good at doing that. That's so funny because you literally, 20 minutes ago, were ripping into Leeds for that attitude. <laughs> yeah, but Leeds, Leeds don't have the players the players that um, uh, Klopp had, uh, the, the Liverpool have. And the thing that Leeds missed that uh, Liverpool have is they have a huge pressing game. Like they, As soon as that ball's gone from Liverpool, they try and get that ball back. Leeds don't do the same. They're Leeds one half of that. That's literally yeah. Leeds' game, pressing. That is what yeah. they do. They, they time. Yeah, well, for me, it's not the same as is Liverpool. Then they, then they just haven't got the quality of player. But... What, what Liverpool do have is the most clinical attack, for sure. When you look at some of the figures, like, what was it last uh, yesterday's game, the 7-0? I think they had eight eight shots, seven goals. They're so yeah. clean. Until, until 4-0, it, was, it sounded stupid saying it was a close game. And it was like... The difference was, is Crystal Palace, all right, Benteke was suspended, but in Benteke, uh, Ayu and Bapswai, they've just got bang average centre-forwards. So actually, it was like tight game, uh, Crystal Palace had a chance, Liverpool had a chance and scored, Palace had a chance, Liverpool had a chance and scored. And it was like, if you swapped Ayu and Mane, I think Palace would have been 3-0 up and Liverpool... Like would have been struggling. They just there's just certain things with Palace's strikers. Like there was one where um, guy had a shot. Uh, who was it? I think Zaha had a shot. It got blocked. It went into Ayu's path, who was in the penalty area, and the ball rolled under his foot, and he miscontrolled it. And you're like, Mane scores that. Do you know he controls it, and it's and he's got an easy finish. Where it's like they just got bang average centre forwards, Palace. So. I'm, I'm. I can't. I'm really <coughs> unsure how high Everton and Southampton are going to finish. Like, I know Southampton lost to City this weekend, but they they were the better team for like a good chunk of that game. I thought I watched that game, and they were really good. The second half of the first half, if you like the lot like that, from about 15 minutes to 45, they were amazing. They were brilliant. They should have scored. Vestergaard looked like bloody Van Van uh, Van Dijk. I don't know what's happened to Vestergaard, but it was unbelievable. Pinging balls everywhere. It was winning every head. It was unbelievable. Um, so I, but I just, I don't know. It's Southampton, Everton. It's just you just can't see them holding on to anything. But they're they're both hey, Everton. Same, can. Really. I think Everton, Everton have arguably the best manager, if not like put like uh, second best. Sorry, they've probably got second best manager in the league, 
and it's like I reckon they did well. Got, um, yeah, probably. And um, but they, like Everton have spent a lot of money. They've got genuine quality. I, when I look at Southampton, I'm like, oh, you've got Ward Prowse playing the best he's played for many years. Walcott seems to be revived. But then I'm like, well, they have got some sort of Adams is sort of playing above it. I just feel like Southampton will be I actually think I think you're doing Southampton a disservice because maybe obviously they're not going to be maybe they're not going to be in Champions League contention or or they're going to win the league. But what Southampton do have is for me, they have a real established way of playing. And maybe their players are playing a little bit above board, but that's because they know exactly what their roles are and what they're doing. Like Romeo looks like a good player in, in that system that they're playing, being a central mid that's just kind of taking the ball and turning and distributing and giving it to the players like Ward Prowse and stuff like that. Shea Adams is obviously having a good uh, good season as well. I don't know who the fuck he is or where he came from. Like they just they have a a yeah, they have an identity which a lot of teams don't have, and they are pretty uncompromising with that, which I think as long as they continue to buy into that, they'll 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 be up there or they'll they'll have a good season. I think it's pretty sustainable. People always argue about um should managers be sacked and it's not just the managers, it's the players, but the, the best managers, their teams always rise to the top, always. And I think Hassan Hill yeah. was great, he's an excellent manager. That's why his stock his stock was really high when he got Southampton. He obviously didn't have a great start. They had that 9-0, and I think since then have one of the best records in the league. You've got the likes of Ancelotti, the likes of Mourinho, the likes of Klopp, all of them doing their thing. And I think it's that's why it's it's so important. Sometimes people are like, oh, you know, even if a man, manager's not that great, it's like he's got an amazing team. You need the top class managers because that's how you win. And that's what Southampton are doing. They're, they're winning as a team. They're not any one individual. They're winning as a team from the system. That yeah. Place. No, but it's just to answer your question, how high... I'd, but I'm just saying, I think they'll over the course of the season, we'll see them slot back into eighth, like around there, where I do think Everton have a legitimate chance of top four. Yeah, but the thing with saying slot into eighth, I think this season will probably show that there probably isn't going to be much between... Eighth and fifth, you know, yeah, uh, fifth, fifth and ninth. It's it's probably going to be about three or four points difference. So it's you know we're going to have to look at that and, and and see that in the context for what it is. And top four, I mean, again, could be absolutely anyone's. I probably it would probably be a bad. I don't know if it would be a bad thing if Southampton end up being in Champions League because they, you know, how how much depth are they going to have for next season? But well, they um, haven't really got a squad, have they? They've, they've not, got their starting eleven. Yeah, one or two on the bench, like Danny Ings went off injured and they really struggled. Uh, I think he's one of the best strikers in the league, Danny Ings, on his day. He's just oh, yeah. so unfortunate with that with injury. It's ridiculous. Do you think? What do you mean in terms of what, like his just his overall ability? His ability is unbelievable. When you watch him play, the goals he scores, he's unbelievable. He's yeah. a brilliant striker. Mm. It's just a shame because he'll never play. Uh, He'll, he'll rarely play for England, except for yeah. like. Well, he had it. That's, that's the thing about, isn't it? You have your big shot, and if you don't take it, then you're probably not going to get. Well, he was at Liverpool, and he did his ACL, and he was out for a year and a half, so he didn't quite make it. And obviously, Liverpool were doing their thing. They'd signed Mane and Salah, and everyone. And they got rid of him. But you, you, can, think, quality, you can see why Liverpool bought him in the first place. He's you also so, think it, yeah. it works against uh, Danny Ings that it seems like he's been 34 for about the last six years. Well, yeah, there's that as well. Yeah, he's still not that old, but uh, <laughs> no. he's brilliant. He's such a pure finisher. He's quality. Yeah. Um. What other games was good? Is that it? 
knows all the games this week. What? Nah, just Man City really, but I, I don't know. I, I keep saying it each week. It's like I'm not, I'm not, I'm still not convinced, but we'll see. It's just yeah, Man City. You just I'm keeping Mares and like in our all talk team. I was so close to captaining Jesus because you're just like I'm just expecting Man City to win eight nil one one game soon. Do you know, you just feel like they're just gonna they're like a sleeping giant, but but they'll they'll have to have a lucky game because no, they just they, need Aguero back. They just need Aguero. They've been mi- like I know any team would miss Aguero. He's Aguero, right? He's one of the best ever. But they are missing Aguero. Jesus hasn't done enough in that position, and now if they miss. It does annoy me when it's like oh they're missing Aguero. It's like. They've been missing Aguero for years. Like the guy, he's. What do you mean? He's he's got three goals for them, isn't he? One hundred and sixty uh, goals or something. He's literally. Yeah, been- no. So what I mean is, he's he's like, how are we still saying oh, when Aguero's injured, they've got no cover? Like that's they've had that issue ever since they got rid of, rid of like Jacko and. Yeah, they had Negredo. There's a point where they had like Negredo, Jacko. Yeah. And then, and then when they sold Jacko Negredo and who was the other guy Balotelli, it was useless. But um, they've just never had a striker since, really. Well, they bought Jesus because he was meant to be the next big thing, and they thought, "Oh, we'll, we'll bring him through as Aguero and his career." I don't. Jesus is good. Like, don't get me wrong, he scores some good goals, but he's not on Aguero's level. Maybe he'll get there. Maybe he won't. But when he's missing, no. they just miss too many chances. Sterling, we know, is not clinical. Uh, Bernardo Silva, De Bruyne, all of that. All they want is assists. Like I know we know they're, they're amazing, but they're just looking. They make they put the ball on a plate. Everyone else then misses it. And you got people like Ferran Torres who looked half decent, but also misses quite a lot of chances. They just miss so many chances, but they create so much every game that, as you said, one at one point they'll start putting it in the net. And Aguero probably in his first game back probably get a hat trick because just, they get so many chances per game. Right, should we go results league? Yeah, although mine's still currently playing. I think. Yours is still going. Danny picked uh, West Brom to beat Aston Villa 1-0. But we know that's not going to happen for sure because Villa is beating West Brom 1-0. Chances are it's not going to happen at all. So what happened the week before last? Because we missed... We all, we all got zero. Let's just... Let's just yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's skip that. Uh, you picked Fulham to beat Brighton 2-1. Didn't get that. I beat Chelsea to beat Wolves 2-0. I didn't get that. I can't remember what the score is. And then uh, Wolves beat Chelsea. Um, yeah. Oh, you pick Southampton. Southampton to beat Arsenal, and Arsenal managed to hold on for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. And we lost against Burnley, didn't we? It's annoying. Arsenal lose so like so often, and then when I pick them to lose, they manage to. No. To one, not <laughs> one win in one win in ten. Right. This week, Mark picked Brighton to beat Sheffield United. And I actually called that early and I said, oh, Sheffield United might have it. Almost, 1-1 though. I mean, that was a bit ridiculous. When they went down to 10 men, Brighton could have scored about 10. They must have hit the bar and the post and everything so many times. They're missing Aguero. I love it when they go 1-0 up and Chris is like, look, told you, I called it. And then it ends 1-1, but you don't hear from Chris again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was right in saying it was a bad pick, but there you go. Um, I picked Liverpool to beat Crystal Palace away 3-1, 7-0. I get one point for a win, one point for an away result. Lovely. So the scores right now, I don't think Danny's going to get his, but we'll give the scores anyway. Um, 
Danny is still leading away with 20 points. Mark is second with 10 points. And I have got nine points. But it's still all to play for. A couple of right results and um, we'll yeah. be on our way. Only 14 game weeks in of 38. Plenty to play for. Third of there you go. Two-thirds left. Exactly. So the next game week is going to be Boxing Day, isn't it? Hey. Yeah. So yeah. that now is when the Christmas in What's that? Are they all Amazon Prime again? No. No, no. There's actually the one game's on BBC. Then half of them are on Sky and half of them are on BT. There's loads of games. Yeah. That's too much. Man yeah. United at 12.30 is on BT Sports. And then you've got, yeah, you've got BBC, although they put Bill at Crystal Palace. What a shame for anyone that doesn't have a, a TV. What's the point in that? Well, at least you get to watch Grealish float around the pitch. That's always a dream. Uh, well, okay. Got a bit of a man crush there. Keep it down, Danny. I know Amanda's gone, but all right. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Some, well, we've got the... Um, the uh, another London derby of Arsenal-Chelsea. That is going to be an absolute romping for uh, Arsenal. I can't see us winning that one either. Yeah. Liverpool, uh, Leicester City versus Man United. Um, that is a 12.30 game, so Man United might have your chance there. We always get weird results at 12.30. Uh, talking of which, that's my pick. For the early kickoff, I'm going to go for Man United to keep their away form running. Even though Leicester are in good form, uh, I think United off the back of a big win be uh, ready for this Boxing Day morning. Although uh, Vardy potentially is out, he went off, he limped off, so he might be injured. In he said case. it was fine. He said in the uh, talk afterwards, he goes, "It's just," he said, "It's just a little niggle. It'll be absolutely fine." So, oh, in that case, I'm going for let. No, <laughs> yeah, uh, my only my only worry is uh, that that this May United squad. Honestly, there's at least four or five players who just think probably on Christmas Day or something. They're probably going to go out and get pissed. They're probably going to go and do get some hookers or something. So come Boxing Day, half of them won't be playing. It's the only thing that worries me with this team. But otherwise, I'm going to go for them to beat Leicester away. And I'm going to go for 3-1 May United. One is always um, at risk of a Vardy party, that's for sure. Always. Mark, He's a what... great addition to my fantasy team. Yeah, I know, and I just, I, I might take it. I've been looking to take a forward out. I guess Bamford might be going out for him. I'm going to have to. Vardy's expensive though. Yeah, I've got, I've got heaps of money. I've got like nah. 3.8 in the bank. I think it's a hard week to, uh, hard week to pick. An away team, but uh, there, there's one, and it's. I guess they just lost six two today, so I'm going to go Burnley to beat Leeds early kickoff Oof. on Sunday, and I'm going to go. You know uh, what? I like that. I like that. I like that, a lot. I like that move too. Yeah, two one Burnley. Two one Burnley. Is someone typing this in? No, that's your job. Ah, oh, I've been looking. Okay. All right, I'll done. I can do. Yeah, I'll done. I'll right. do that. I'm still looking. What did you do, Mark? Burnley. Uh, to beat uh, Leeds two one. Uh, okay, I went for uh, Man United. Three. It is. It's, it's very tough. The problem is with mine. I want to try and pick some that that I need to pick, but none of them are kind of playing each other. So. Um, I, I think uh, Chelsea-Arsenal is a good away one. Yeah, but, I was thinking but, of I that. Arsenal just to lose this last time, so I was like, I'll, I'll leave it. Don't like doing yeah. the same two in a row. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to go for it then. Unfortunately, as an Arsenal fan, 
but I might as well go for them instead of like an actual shit team. So, yeah, I'll go for Chelsea to beat Arsenal away. And I am going to go for a very clinical 2-0. Arsenal can't score for shit. Two, is that it? Yeah. You know some of them Arsenal players don't give a fuck. They're going to enjoy their Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's away, yeah? Yeah, it is. That is um, away, indeed. Mark, why has that Czech away team thing come up? Have I spelled Leicester? L-E-I-C-S-T-E-R. That's how you spell Leicester. Leicester. It's telling me it's wrong. As, as, is it spelled wrong on the main page, then? Uh, L-E-I-C-S-T-E-R. No, it doesn't look to be. No, okay. Don't worry, I'll look it after. Right. I bet you, you put a space. Sure all of our fans will tell us yeah, yeah. about Leicester. There you you put a space after it. Ah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll, leave, I'll leave. I'll let you guys decide. Should we wrap up the last round of the Champions League? Yeah. Champions League draft. Yeah. Did we not finish that? Yeah, but we haven't done the last round of Champions League draft on the pod. On the pod. Uh, okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Not really, but let's do it. But if you just want to run through it then, see what happens. Yeah, because what we have to do also is um, we get... Uh, how many have we got? Three? Oh, three. you're right. We have to. We lose a team, don't we? Cause... We lose a team and we get to trade a team. Great. Let's yeah. do it. We all lose a team uh, naturally, or did someone have... No, no, no. Game? Well, yes. Yes, we did. I lost two teams naturally and you guys lost one team naturally. <laughs> I went all in... And uh, it didn't quite work out for me. But, um, you know, why not? Why, why don't we just go for this stuff? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, all right. So the last round of fixtures left us with some points for me, Mark and Danny. I was last with 395 points. Oh. I had two teams that made it through to the last 16. And two teams that went out, unfortunately, Club Bruges and Inter Milan which was bollocks. I almost had four teams and I just kind of went big instead of making any trades. Uh, Mark came second with 625 points. You had three teams that's gone through, Man City, PSG and Mujin Gladbach. Who knew? Did you know that was going to happen, Mark? Like Before Champions League draft, did you even know Mujin Gladbach were going to be this this decent? No, I just picked them. You picked them halfway through. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I picked them halfway through. I guess Inter Milan wasn't going to, you know, Inter wasn't, I don't think they'd be that But they started the season so well. And then... Who, Inter? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, Inter, I guess Inter Milan should good. be... What AC Milan are doing this year is what I thought Inter Milan would do. I, I, I thought AC would be good, but Inter Milan with Conte, the team he's got there, it should be so much better. Oh. They just crumbled. Farmers League. Well, he just keeps tinkering. He's yeah. just... Every game, he plays a different fucking lineup. No. It's so annoying. They, they, they've got... Uh, Certain players there, like who, let's face it, they couldn't do it at Man United. So why would they? Uh... Well, Ashley Young, Lukaku, and Sanchez—they're they, the ones that keep starting, actually. But yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yes, we know, we know they're not consistent. So yeah, true. Can't be surprised. Did you see the Borussia Dortmund manager got fired? I did. Yes, I did. We've seen Hasenhüttl's on the shortlist for who they want. How did they get rid of him? And he's still—I know they're not doing too well in the league, but. German league's going absolutely bonkers, the same as the Premier League at the moment. Yeah, they've been, they've had a they've had a problem with Favre for a while though. Like even uh, the, the fans never really took to him even from the start because he's uh, I don't know if he's Austrian or 
or French, or I can't remember where he's from, but he did, I don't know, the fans never really took to him. And then I think Isn't they were for an excuse. Isn't Hassel, what's his face, the he's Southampton guy? He's, he's Austrian, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, it was something to do with him that, I, I can't remember what it was, something to do with him, because he wasn't particularly German and they didn't really like him, but that he didn't start off well. He wasn't particularly German. <laughs> he didn't, he did, he, I, I don't know if his history with the German league, I, I don't know if there was something, I can't remember what it was, but I know he wasn't liked from the start. And then he obviously did really well, but he's been there a while now, and they just—he—he's also another one who's just every week now the team is different. He's tinkering. He's got this amazing young squad. So obviously, he's got all these kids there. Like literally, the front line is all under 19, 20. So it is a tough thing. But I, I think they just—they want some fresh blood. They want a young, mm-hmm. young manager to come in with like with attacking flair, uh, because they've got some serious talent in that team. They just—they should be doing better than they are. Really. But yeah, they, they flew through the group. So there you go, Danny. You got 740 points and you had three teams that went through. So we all dropped one team. I'm assuming you guys want to drop the team that you didn't have through, but I'll leave it up to you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm dropping I want to keep <laughs> so. Right. So Danny's dropping Rens as his team. Uh, Mark is dropping Salzburg. And uh, well, I might as well just drop. I'll drop Club Bridge. They were dropping down. None of us got four teams through. We might have to look at that next season because I want to make this bit a little bit harder. So now we get to switch a team out and put one in. I need to switch one out because Inter Milan also didn't make it through. So I'm going to take out. Let me just look at the the matchups here. Um, have to stick to the pots. What's oh, it? Are the pots out the window now? I think the pots are out the window now. There's only 12 teams left, aren't there? Do you think so? Well, 16 teams. Well, how? how... Oh, I see. Well, most of them. I think we can still keep it one and two. Let's keep it in the pot. I think we can still do it. It makes it a little bit more difficult. I like the pots. Yeah. Uh, uh, Most of them are. To be fair, yeah. There's a. All right. There's a few that aren't. There's still a decent amount. Um, I'm going to take that into Milan, um, and I am going to put in. This is very difficult. Um, who's available? You've only got you've only got one team you can pick. Well, two teams you can pick because oh, in, oh yeah, pot, because of the pot situation. You can oh yeah, let's eliminate the pots. Right. Don't worry about the pots. No, but I, I actually agree we shouldn't because it's just too limiting otherwise. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So the pots are done. Um, so yeah, I'm going to take out into Milan and I'm going to put in. Do you know what? Oh, do I want to do it? I'm going to put in... I'm just going to put in the best team I know, and that's Liverpool. Fair enough. That's, that's probably a bad choice, but... I, I, it's I don't difficult. know. They've, they've got Leipzig, but, you know, United smashed them 5-0, so catch them on a bad day, you'll be all right. Yeah, and it's weird because I don't have any faith in, like... I'm looking at Real Madrid, Atalanta. I'm looking at yeah, Barista Dortmund. I'm not sure. I've already got Barca, PSG's taken. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know. Liverpool, Liverpool. There you go. Mark, do you want to change any of your teams? You've currently got Man City, yeah. PSG, Much and Gladbach. <clears throat> so I'm going to get rid of Much and Gladbach. You sure? They're up so. against Man City. Guaranteed one team gone through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've got to roll the dice here. So that's <laughs> glass half empty, guaranteed one team out there. So I. No one's got Atletico, so uh, I am going to go with Atletico. You thought you were going to get that, then? That's who I wanted, yeah. 
Uh, oh, no faith in Lamp. You love Lampard, Danny. He does right. no wrong in your eyes. I like that Chelsea team, and I do like Lampard, but I don't. I just think this Atletico team, which is top of the Spanish league and smashing it, I just think they're too strong with Costa, Luis Suarez, and João Felix. They're just they're unstoppable this season. Yeah, maybe I picked a bad choice then. Um, I am going to stick. I think Juve have got Porto. Ronaldo will walk them through that. Dortmund, new manager will come in. Haaland will be back. They'll smash through Sevilla. Sevilla. And At- Atalanta, Real Madrid just don't look the same team. So I think Atalanta could take them. Yeah. I fancy those three. I'm sticking. Very good. All right. Uh, good. Did you go for... You... Oh, Atletico Madrid. There you go. I just realised you at Lectico, you friend. Nice. Yeah, that's how you do it. In that's how they do it in Spanish. It's, there's no C in the middle. There is in Spanish. Atleti. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I've seen you. Sorry, <laughs> bad spelling. That's all right. It's a bad spelling pod. And the um the games. I didn't realise how well. February, right? The Fe- games. The games are in February. Games, so we've got in, yeah, February. So that's why it was good to get this done, in it? So we'll forget, no doubt. Just remember we've done it. Right. Should we go to my game? Yeah. This should hopefully be a, a good, a quick game. So that will be a good game. Uh, it's the headlines game. So I'm going to read out some headlines from the past week about football Premier League stuff. And I want you to name the player that they're talking about. Easy? Yep. So I'm going to say the headline, and then you each get to pick a name. Yeah. So you're both answering the same headline. Make sense? Yeah. But uh, one of you will go first, and then you'll swap in and out. All right. So who wants to go first? Mark. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. Mark wants to go first. I see the enthusiasm. Thank you, Mark. Um. Right. Sorry. Um. Bear with me for one second. Because I can't see you anymore. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm getting nuts here. Right, Mark. So here's your headline. Manchester United outcast blank is a lone target for West Brom and Derby in January. So that's for both of you. I'll read so, that again. The lone target to who? For- Manchester United outcast blank is a lone target for West Brom and Derby in January. What? I know who that is. 2-0. Uh, Man United outcast. I will... I don't know. I'll go Romero. It's Jesse Lingard, I believe. Both are incorrect. Oh. The, oh, answer, the answer is Phil Jones. Who <clears throat> Jesse Lingard linked with yesterday, then? I have no idea, but that isn't one of my headlines. This is the, the problem story. with me, Danny. You uh, you follow so many rumors. <laughs> no, I don't know what's true. Anymore. Everyone's linked to everyone. <laughs> yeah. But that was in the news yesterday. Who was it that was talking about taking Lingard? I thought it was a it was like a random mid-table team. I Never forgot thought. about him. I think it might have been. I, he's off VAR. I can't believe the VAR are going to give that off again. So this is a story from the Daily Star talking about. Phil Jones, who is uh, looking to get a loan move, and Man United want to get rid of him so much they're happy to pay a large portion of his 120k a week wage. Wow. 
Do you know what? I know Phil Jones is not great, but we haven't really got the best defense. Like, you feel like there should, like this season, they could find a bit like some use for him, isn't it? I think I think they're making way for another big centre back to come in. Would you not like? Do you not yeah. like Twin Zabie and stuff like that? I do like Twin Zabie, and I and I think with was, yeah. and Maguire, they're obviously the, the starting four. When you start getting into fifth and sixth choice centre backs, then if you can get rid of yeah, them... They, yeah, and they shouldn't be on 120 grand a week. No, nah, exactly. So and they, I, do, I do think they're going to bring in a, um, a a big name centre back, and they've got they've got two centre backs in there under 21s and their youth that they're that everyone's talking up. So they might be thinking about bringing them through as well. Yeah. Almost disallowed. There you go. Uh, but you guys know that because you're ahead of me. Uh, next one, and Danny says to start. Graham Potter will ask Man United for blank on loan to fire up Brighton survival fight. Who is they talking about? Do you want to say it again? <laughs> Graham Potter will ask Man United for blank on loan to fire up Brighton survival fight. I really uh, want to say Jesse Lingard, but because you said, no, I'm going to go for Romero. And I'm going to go for Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> you are both incorrect. Oh. <laughs> they are, this is about Dan James. Ah, oh, he did well. Oh. Yes, this yeah, is no, the... This headline was before today, clearly. Yeah, clearly. From the sun of all papers. Yeah, um, Potter would basically like him to come down and, and help him out because he needs game time and they need players. Easy peasy. One plus one equals two sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, nil, nil. All right, Mark, you're first on this one. Inter Milan have reportedly joined Barcelona in the race for Liverpool star blank. I'll read that again. Inter Milan have reportedly joined Barcelona in the race for Liverpool star Blank. Who are they talking about? I'm going to go... I feel like it's not someone big, so... Oh, I think I know. Just, just come to me. I think I know. I'm going to go for Naby Keita. I think it's Gigi Wijnaldum. Danny is correct. This is the story from the sun about Gigi Wijnaldum, who is on a free at the end of this season. He is out on contract. I can't believe they're going to give him away for free. For free. He is yet to agree an extension with his Premier League club. So there's a strong chance he's going to go. Boom. That's a good signing for Barcelona. They need someone like that. That's why I was thinking Naby Keita. I was like, I was just trying to think who, yeah, sort of similar. So Dan is up 1-0. Uh, Dan, you also start on this one, don't you? Yeah. England footballer blank crashes Range Rover Sport in parked car into parked cars. Grealish. Yeah, it's Grealish. <laughs> You're both correct. <laughs> My favourite. What a legend he is. That a was legend. during lockdown. He does what he wants. That's why. I wonder if that was on the same night as that picture. <laughs> it was legless. Pictures I've ever yeah. seen in my life. <laughs> it's so <laughs> about it. It's so funny. 
it's so funny. It's like almost fake. Is it? I can't be real. Like, yeah. Just part of me feels like I can't be real. <laughs> Someone just photoshopped her, in it? There's just so much <laughs> going on in that picture that I just couldn't comprehend it. Uh, we'll post it. No way. It's funny what people do with their money. Yeah. Um. Right, Mark, you start with this one. You, that's not on R as well. You both got the points, so don't worry about that. Um, the, oh, I've just said it, haven't I? Hey, I walk on. Hey, walk on. It's the start of it, aren't it? I knew this was going to happen at least one time. It's so hard. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. I knew this was going to happen at least one time. Oh, Blank shares what he spotted about Arsenal last night. Makes Arteta claim. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Theo Walcott is the man. This is the story. I'll just carry yeah. on with it. You both get the points anyway. Uh, yeah, this is the story from... Wait until it comes up. HITC, never even heard of it. But yeah, Walcott playing um, for Southampton against Arsenal was basically saying that all the Arsenal players looked scared and they knew that they could um, get a win or get some points. And they was able to salvage uh, one point Arsenal were and it just shows where Southampton are in terms of being disappointed. So, yeah, quite telling for Arsenal. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, Gary Lineker makes blank prediction after Liverpool beat Spurs. Gary Lineker makes blank prediction after Liverpool beat Spurs. Is that a player's name, the blank? Yeah. So he, um, predicts, he, he makes a prediction about a player based on their performance. I will go... Makes blank's prediction. Yeah. I don't know. Let's go Williams. Williams? Uh, Is that well, Deco? What's his name? Deco Williams? Deco Williams. Uh, okay. I was thinking more like Firmino or Salah or one of them because like I don't know what he'd be predicting there. That's the only thing. But um, I'm going to go maybe he's talking about like a Salah golden but I'm going to go Salah. Both incorrect. He was talking about Curtis Jones. Oh. Uh, do you know, as soon as I said Williams, I, I was oh, thinking, no, oh, I meant Jones. Curtis Jones had a really good well. Gary Lineker's tweet, what a lovely footballer Curtis Jones is. I'm going to be a hell of a player. That was his prediction. Yeah, he, he played really well, Curtis Jones. Yeah. This is from yeah, the yeah. Echo, so they just basically need anything to make a headline. That was the player I was thinking of when I said Williams. Yeah, he oh, did have a good game as well. So. And they have two Williams, so they've got Reese and Nico. So I was like, well, there's double the odds. <laughs> You're a left back and they've, they've got a family. Yeah. Danny's still winning 1-0. Uh, next headline. Blank admits lack of game time at Chelsea is frustrating. Uh, Danny, you're first on this one. This blank admits lack of game time at Chelsea is frustrating. There are, there are like three or four I could think of who would say that. Yeah, That's why it's a good headline. I'm going to pick one. Uh, well, that'd be good if you did pick one, Mark. That's the game. Um, I can't. Frustration and lack of game time. So I don't think it'd be... I'm not going to say it because Mark might guess it. I don't think it'd be that one. Um, yeah, don't don't say what you think. Yeah, don't go with that one. 
I uh, um, who would be? For, I'll let, I, I want to say Callum Hudson Adoy. It probably isn't, but I'm going to say Callum Hudson Adoy. All right. So the two I'm caught between is either Christensen or Alonso. So oh, Alonso's a great. Um, I'll go Alonso. Yeah. Alonso is a really good shout. But incorrect. Oh. This is an article from the Mail Online about Antonio Rudiger. Do you know, Rudiger was the other one. Rudiger and Aspilicueta haven't played, and I thought, well, Aspilicueta's captain, he won't say anything. Rudiger, they had a problem with <laughs> But never mind. Yeah, he yeah, went to German TV. I don't know, he was German. 27 year olds. Yeah, yeah. And how can he be happy or satisfied with his position? But he's vowed to stay to fight his place. As if. So, nil, nil. You guys are terrible at this. Right. This is difficult because it's all such bollocks. It's all such bollocks. It's all from the... I, I tried to purposely pick some of the worst news outlets going. Um, sure. Colon. Man United can't solely rely on blank. This is it. Easy one. So... Danny, you're first. Sure. No, so, yeah, it's sure. Colon, Man United can't solely rely on blank. Oh, Luke Shaw saying it, right. Uh, it must be Bruno Fernandes. Yeah. I'll yeah. go with, yeah, yeah. Who's he, he going to go for? Uh, I, well, I was like, it is Fernandes. But... It is Fernandes. He had, a, he had an interview with... Sky Sports is basically laying out how so many other players need to step up and to avoid being solely reliant on Bruno Fernandes. Quite evident all the time. Maybe he needs to step up and step onto the scales, fat fuck. Right, last one. We've got a twofer. Danny is winning by one, so maybe Mark might have a chance here. Okay. Uh, Danny's winning by two. He's got Grealish and Fernandes. They're open goals. But you, well, he's up by one because you got Grealish right as well. Oh. So you got a point for that. You get points. Right, last one. Intimate photos of Man City ace blank and former Chelsea striker blank were found in a Bible handed in at a charity shop. What? What? That's amazing. So let me read that again. Intimate photos of Man City ace blank and former Chelsea striker blank were found in a Bible handed in at a charity shop. Who are they talking about? Uh, was Mark first, yeah? Yeah. All right. So former Arsenal. Chelsea, former no. Man City ace blank, former Chelsea striker oh, blank. Oh, oh. So former Man City player. Man City and Chelsea players. No, intimate photos of Man City ace blank and former Chelsea striker blank. So, uh, I'm trying to think of two players who were from the same country. That's what um, I'm thinking as well. Who was a former Chelsea player? That... Former Chelsea striker. The only one that really swings to mind is Drogba. Um but then, I don't know any 
Ivory Coast City players. Um, other than Yaya Torre, who's not there. Uh, let's go with Andrei Shevchenko and Sinchenko. <laughs> what a great what a great shout um well done, former chelsea i can't even think of any former chelsea strikers for god's sake um who did they have ah what about diego costa with uh let's think of a spanish player at man city uh though it was gone um He's Portuguese, he's Portuguese. What Spanish players they got left? Is Rodri Spanish? I'm going to go with... Oh, that's a terrible one, though. Uh, Rodri and Costa. Yeah. What, Diego Costa? Yeah. Yeah. Mark is incorrect. Danny is half correct. Diego Costa is the former Chelsea striker. But the Man City ace is Gabriel Jesus. Oh! What are Jesus Spanish, doing together? Brazilian. This is the story from the Sun, talking about a Bible that was handed in by a mystery woman who, um, well, no, the picture involves a mystery woman, two separate occasions with one each with the footballers. Her friend moved, away, moved back to Brazil. Um, so she was emptying out her room and saw a Bible, gave it to a charity shop. And as they were going through their stock, they found these photos of Diego uh, Costa, who is topless, and uh, Jesus, who has loads of tattoos. So there you go. Wow. Cannot eat a villain, boy. They're not salacious. They just look like, they just look like, just, just, just sort of like Polaroids. No naked pictures. I was thinking it was some sort of ad thing. Nah, maybe she just takes pictures after she's banged them. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Right, so after that, Danny wins three to one. Yes. Congratulations. Mark's good at these games, but not this one. Uh, did Grealish get an assist? And if they score this, that's two assists. I'm having a, I'm having a great week on fantasy. I've, you are having a good week. I'm having an absolute nightmare. Am I going to win it? Mark, how are you doing? Okay, 60, uh, I think I'll end on something like that. I'm currently on 85. Oh, my goodness. Grealish yeah. has just yeah. got another assist, so I don't know how what that will be on now, but I'm, I'm pushing 100. I've still got Chilwell to play as well. Oh, dear. Yeah, I'm not having a good one. Although, um, Aston Villa doing me well. I've got Target and Martinez, so hold <coughs> on. And there we go. Right. I don't think there's anything else we've got to do except for front three, back four. Is that correct? Yeah, thinking about the transfer, but I'll, I'll wait. Oh, transfer. I'll oh, wait. Your transfer. Well, I don't. I don't know. I haven't won it yet. Let's not count our chickens. Okay, Are you sure? Yeah. Also, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I haven't looked at the team, so you got 85 points. I think you're safe. Am I? What are you on? Yeah. Uh, I am on 59 plus five, 64 at the minute. Right. So oh. Creswell. It's all my captain choice. If I captain Salah instead of Son, fuck's sake. Uh, I need to have a look at the. Oh, we captain Grealish this week. Good move. Uh, although Ailing is coming in for minus one, which is a shame. Uh, a dive. They, did they give that penalty? What a dive. 
What a dive from Grealish. Oh, my God. I know I'm behind you. I think I'm going to have to get rid of Jesus because... That's shocking. He's got a dental problem. (laughs) 75% (laughs) chance of playing. Dental problem. He's He's going to come back looking like Firmino. (laughs) He's had his teeth done, basically. Uh, Yeah. Come back looking like Ross from Friends. Yeah. I really want to get rid of Ferran Torres. I, I need to have a think about it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't want to do something stupid. All right, then while you think about it, Dan, I'm going to go for a front three, back four. Go on, then. Um, in my back four this week is rugby. Um, oh, a group of eight players initially, have uh, of ex-rugby union players, are suing the RFU for damages, for brain damage, basically. Uh, the main guy being Rugby World Cup winner Steve Thompson, who is doing uh, basically an NFL-type a lawsuit which they did a few years ago and uh, are suing um, rugby uh, authorities for CTE and brain damage because they're all starting to forget how to tie their shoelaces. Um, so if they just uh, leave it, they'll forget that they took them to court. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, 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 I don't like to sound uncaring and like, I'm, you know, I, I've been I've been volunteering at care homes for a long time, so I understand <clears throat> the effects of dementia and, and mental health issues when it comes to older people. But I find it very difficult when players who have played the game for a long time and 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 have played a sport which has basically given them everything, and then turn around and say that they were put in a position where they were vulnerable and where they were damaged because of things like training and the game itself, you know. If they, no one knew back in the 90s and 80s and 70s what uh, head collisions were about and concussions were about. They didn't know the best ways of training. No one knew. So to then accuse them of negligence, I think it's very difficult. And also, like you said, you know, like I just said, they, yeah. they are living off of playing their sport. So it's, it's a really difficult one for me. Yeah, I, I do struggle a bit, especially when it's not 100% linked. It's not guaranteed. That's like a cause, isn't it? Not everyone who gets dementia is because they've done a... No, but a I think CTE now has become an actual um, diagnosable condition. And that's what it is. It's CTE, which you know is related to a lot of other things. But CET itself is now something... It's basically... You know that South African guy where Will Smith did the movie? That, that was based off a real story of the South African doctor who uh, had come up with this thing called CTE and started attributing it to a, a bunch of different athletes, including footballers, mind you, for things like headers and stuff. So, yeah. But then again, yeah. you know, it's just, you, you played the sport for years and years and years. It's hard. It's very difficult to do it retrospectively. Like if you were playing at the time and you could make a choice to say whether you want to do it or not, I think that's one thing, but to I retrospectively agree. do it, it's a difficult one. Nobody held a gun to their head and said, you have to do this. Nobody forced them to have to play rugby. They, they were fortunate enough to make a living out of doing it. And yes, it might have impacted them now, but I, I just, I, the whole, that's just annoying. It just frustrates me. Well, one thing, yeah. one thing I'd be interested in. Yeah, what do they want? Money. Well, of course, they, yeah, yeah. That, that's what, what annoys they me. Like to happen? They're going to ruin the game. They're going to ruin the the game that, that gave them their livelihood, their life, probably their families, their, their money, everything. But if they were fighting for genuine like rule changes or like, they were like, here's our proposed solution. We want this enforced. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen. But when it's like, look, unfortunately, we got dementia, um, 20, 20, uh, 200 grand, and, and I'll feel better about it. It's like, what? what? 
What does that mean? Like, yeah, no, it's just money. Selfish. Like, well, they claim they claim that they want the game to be safe. But <clears> how is suing the RFU for yeah, money? Rugby's been addressing this for years. The game's like, for me, the game's actually worse for some of the changes they've made trying to make it safe. But, you know, I think they look at the NFL one where all of the people, the participants that had had their name in this lawsuit amounted to a billion dollars between them all. So I don't know if they look at that and think, all right. Maybe oh, for sure. Some that. lawyers have looked at that and gone, oh, look, look this yeah. press, we'll, we'll get loads of money here. Make sure, And I imagine half of them didn't even want to do it. It wasn't their idea. They were probably like conned to doing it. it yeah. is but there you go. Uh, in my front three this week is guns. I went and shot some guns last week and did some clay pigeon shooting. And my goodness. Oh, it's good fun, isn't it? So much fun. So yeah. much fun. Oh, it's such a fucking great time. Um. Were you only good at it? I was very good, in fact. The instructor said I was a natural, and I was absolutely nailing it. He, he, took, he taught me a tip. He goes, um, that I've got a pro tip for you, and it's very difficult. You'll start missing now because it's very difficult to, to learn. But once you get it, you've mastered it. And um, so I started trying to do that. And, yeah, started picking it up a bit again. So I did miss a few when I was practicing that. But, oh, man, I can't wait to do it again. Like, um, my girlfriend, did uh, Sarah, did a good job because apparently, like, all of these – play pigeon shooting so bougie but then they also do a lot of regulations which you have to go through and all these trainings these guys you literally roll up give them some money here's a gun shoot bang straight in there and uh yeah loved it can't wait to do it again we all we, we all have to go one day and do it it's just in um i won't say actually because they might get in trouble now I'll just i'll just bait them up but um, I, I went for uh, i went for my, amanda took me for my birthday back in march early march i think it was where did you go what where did you go yeah <laughs> I won't say, but it was it was really good. I really enjoyed it. She was she was really good at it as well. She was really good. Yeah, I don't know that the instructor like there was a, there was another girl that was doing it, and he gets very close to them, so I wasn't sure. With like all the girls, he was really hands offish, but with the girls, he was up close. I don't know if the instructor was the same for Amanda, but yeah, might shoot him next time. Hands off my woman. Yeah, it's just I, I GTA taught me if you shoot the instructor, you get your money back. <laughs> right let's go next all right uh i'll go because it looks like danny's looking for his no do you know i'm um, trying to find a video that of my dan i can't find it anywhere so annoying all right in my uh front three this week is a uh, the pdc world championship darts it's back they said um, yeah and do you know what it doesn't it's a bit sad watching darts without crowds, but I, for me, I'm off work now and absolutely love watching the darts over this this period. It's it sort of adds to Christmas. It's a bit like watching a Christmas film, watching darts at Ali Pali. Um, we'll do a little shout out to uh, Betta Hedman, became the first black woman to play at the darts. Um, she, wow. I think she lost today actually, um, but yeah, she made history today. After um, Sherrick last year became the Is first one to, to win a match, she's. Uh, she, I think. Well, I heard she got a maximum in her first set, and then she just was struggling to hit the doubles. So, but she's a decent enough level. Like she sounds like she held her own for that that round. But that dance is very much like if you, if you can't hit your doubles, that I think that's make or break in it. At that level, you can all hit your yeah. target. If you can't hit doubles, then. You've got no chance. So. A lot of it's nerves as well. Like, yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. Sherrick Sher- 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 won because Silovich just 
cracked with the crowd, but uh, maybe um, Hedman didn't benefit from if there was a crowd there, the crowd would get right behind underdogs. So might have put her opponent off, but unfortunately there's no crowds. So my back four is the, uh, I mentioned it to you guys, uh, is Dublin winning the All-Ireland again. And uh, wow. yeah, I, because it actually means the Mayo curse continues. So I actually got it slightly wrong on the voice note because I'm reading the Irish Mirror today talking about the curse. So for those listeners who are still listening, um, back in 1951, Mayo won the uh, All-Ireland. Their bus went by a, a funeral and they didn't pay their respect. So the priest put a curse and said they'll never win the All-Ireland while those players are still alive. So actually, there's still two players who, have, um, who are still alive. One is Mr. Car- Mr. Carney, who lives in the U.S., and one is Paddy Prendergast, who still lives in Kerry. So uh, there's still two of them alive. So the curse curse continues. And Mayo, who were back-to-back winners in 1951, have never won one since. That's a yeah. shame. My, my, my uh, grandmother was from County Mayo, so this one hits me right in the heart. Thank you, Sam. So, yeah. It's also not good because Dublin have won six in a row, which uh, is making them just one of the best... Best of all time, and uh, basically, it's because really they've got all the money and all the funds, it's just outrageous. <laughs> I just don't know how they do it with the money, and they just got more people, isn't it? Like Dublin's bigger than than like pretty much everywhere else. It's like Dublin every year, size. isn't it? Exactly. All right, Danny, see us out. Uh, okay. Well, so I can't find... There was two funny videos this week that were going to be in my front three. Um, well, funny as in entertaining. Not that funny, but entertaining to watch. And say, what is the other definition of funny? Well, not like... <laughs> yeah, you know uh, the thing that kind of makes you happy and laugh? Like, yeah. No, it's not ha-ha funny. Yeah. It's like odd funny, but interesting to watch. Um, but the, the link... It's I even saved the, the link on my phone and I've gone to it and it's, uh, it says they haven't got the rights to show this anymore and I can't find the video. But it's a, it's a really good video of... Did you see in the Villa game the other week? Of um, so there's been loads. Obviously, everyone gives uh, again for today. Green back three or front four. This is back my front three. This is my front three because there were three Villa players. Did you see the the synchronized diving that they did? Did you see yeah, the two players that went down at the same time? Yeah, exactly the same dive, exactly the same time. Uh, and I just think it epitomised uh, everything that was going on with uh, with them. Then the, the other one that I couldn't, I can't stop watching. Um, and you'd have to Google it. But there's something called precision walking competitions. Have you ever heard of it? So if you Google precision walking competition, there is a fantastic video of in Japan. They do like um, walking competitions every year around Christmas time. And it's synchronized walking. It's honestly amazing. I've seen these before. It's outstanding. It's unbelievable. Someone sent me a thing to the other day and I couldn't stop watching it. It's so impressive. It's just ridiculous. So I, I was watching that. So um, I got a little bit sidetracked with some... When, um, when did Amanda leave? Goodness me, this guy's bored. Yeah, I was yeah. bored. I was, someone Syn- was sending me... Synchronised walking. Then just the, the number no, one result I'm getting is a video from 2013. No, no, no. Put precision walking competition. Oh. Or something along those lines. Japanese precision walking. 
Yeah, I've got Japanese synchronized walking competition. It's the proper most satisfying video ever. Uh, I mean, I'm yeah, just getting dizzy 17. looking at it. There's one. There's an article from last from this week. Uh, anyway, yeah, just watch it. It's funny. I got yeah. Also, I watched it about three times. The different versions. It's so impressive. Um, anyway, my more interesting one in my back four is uh, Steve Round. Have you heard of Steve Round? Well, before before you carry on, I'll, sorry, this makes me just think of. Have you seen that show We Are the Champions on Netflix? No. I mean, it's like, oh my god, look at this crossover. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> there's literally a crowd of about hundred thousand people. I know it's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. Get them walking backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I couldn't stop watching it. So oh, this is brilliant. Oh, this is fantastic. Uh, yeah, but we are the champions. You feel like this should be something like that because we are the champions. These, it's uh, you know, all these odd sports over the world, across the world, like um. The, the, the last one, which was um, about dog dancing, which is fantastic. I'm like, it should be on the next season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah carry on about, what's his name, but Jake? Round? My back four is Steve Round. Do you know who Steve Round is, Chris? No, I do not. You should do, because he is on Arteta's coaching staff. Steve Round. Um, Steve Round, uh, I was looking in, so uh, he did an interview the other week. They were asking about his history within the game and, you know, his successes within the game. And um, somebody put to him that because he was the assistant to McLaren with England, he was the assistant to Allardyce when he got fired at Newcastle. He was the assistant to Moyes in the Man United regime. He was the financial advisor for Aston Villa when they got relegated and lost all their money. And he's now Arteta's first team coach. Somebody put to him that he perhaps didn't have the best credentials within his career as being a great England first team coach to which he responded with actually I've had some you know I've had a pretty good career but uh, I think it, it just made me laugh and I, I would love to see the autobiography for that man one day because that is some CV he is literally like the exact opposite of the guy that you hear about Klopp's number two <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah um Linders what's his name yeah yeah like he's the mastermind behind everything that Klopp's done good and he's followed him everywhere and he He's literally the one that does everything. Steve Round is, is, is dangerous. Don't let him near your football club. He's dangerous. Jesus Christ. How he gets get, he keeps getting a job, I have no idea. But I think we might have found... White a privilege, isn't it? White privilege, isn't it? Must be. Must well, be. No, he, I remember him now. He's the guy that... And everyone moaned that Moyes bought his own backroom staff. Yeah. <clears throat> so he was pretty decent... Then at Everton with Moyes. That was his argument. He had which some good years at Everton. Which is where he, <clears throat> which is where he probably, where he met Arteta, isn't it? So, yeah, you can see how it, how it works. Yeah, but you just <laughs> how these people get jobs. Anyway, uh, that was my back four because um, it's a miracle that some people in this day and age still get jobs. Yeah, especially during this day and age. Correct. Right. Thank you for a lovely pod. Thank you for getting us in before Christmas. I did think that we probably wouldn't have time seeing this as Christmas and New Year's, but it looks like we won't have anything else to do. So maybe we'll get another one in. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Right. Have a wonderful Christmas, everyone. Have a happy new year. And if I don't see you before, I'll see you in 2021. See ya. <laughs>